Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 133. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the beast from the northeast. Oh yeah, Gary, That's how me. are you? That's me. That is you. That is you. You forgot, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <sighs> Come on. Come on. Sorry, not sorry. You know, always, always. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Oh, it's been an awful day, I've got to be honest. It, <laughs> it is, has been an awful day. It is like, it has just been one of those days where I just wanted it to end. Just please, just just, just end. Like, that would be nice. Like, just be done with. I have, yeah, not, not a good day. Not a good day. But I get to talk about video games with you. So maybe things are on the up. Hopefully, this is where it improves. There's hope, there's hope. Uh, this week's episode of My Xbox and Me is brought to you by Mike Lynch and Words About Games, but we will get to that a little bit later. Uh, if you don't know, My Xbox and Me is our Xbox podcast. Each week we come together, we talk about news, reviews, we talk about impressions, we do all sorts of things. If you want that content early, you can head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Um, nothing more else to say there, honestly. Just, you know, I could do with the support. And if you can support, I'd appreciate it. Other than that, Gary, let's jump straight into it. What's been in your box? What have you been playing this week? Oh, what haven't I been playing this week? Should we talk about a little game called Forgotten Anne, which just that's, came out today? That's a good starting point. Last good night. starting point. So, I haven't played it yet, but I do have it. Of course. It. Um, no, whoa, 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 the shade, the shade, wow, uh, I didn't receive my code till late, to be fair, and I just haven't got around to it, I've got it installed though, uh, what, how, how far in are you, and how, how much are you okay, and what do you think so far? Um, it's interesting, um, I'll be doing the first bit, I've played it twice before, two EGXs, so, <laughs> yeah, whatever, um, it's I love the art style. I can say that right off the bat. The art yeah. style is amazing. There's no difference between a cutscene and the game. Um the story hasn't really got going yet. Um and it's it's a little mostly just really simple puzzle solving, which is quite interesting. Um however, because the story's not gotten going, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't feel like it's got me yet, like it's got its hooks in yet. So the art style's got you, and that's about it. You're still waiting for... So far, yeah. Yeah, you're still waiting for more. Which, I, I suppose that probably doesn't help, because we did play the game a couple of times over, so we played that beginning, yeah. that it's beginning like part so many times. The bit where the scarf dude bursts in through the door, yeah. and then, yeah, I've done that three times now. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, okay, I, I know what I'm expecting here. Uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't, just haven't got around to playing it. I will. I think I might even stream it tomorrow morning. Uh, and give Ooh. it a chance, so we shall see. Um, anything else? What else you been playing? So much, so much. Um, PUBG. Yeah. Um, you said bit. you said you're done. You're done with PUBG. I'm done for a little bit. So uh, talk me PUBG. through that. What happened? Well, I was, I did a stream mm. um, of another game. I'll talk about in a sec. Um, cool. And at the end, it was like, okay, <clears throat> I'm, I'm I've need to switch games. I haven't been playing for a bit, like streaming for that long. I'll play PUBG. So play PUBG for a bit. Just to sort of chill and unwind, and I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I, I played like three or four matches. I just wasn't feeling it at all. Um, mm. Like as I was playing it, just you know, when you're just playing a game and you're just like, nah. why am I playing this? Just nah. Yeah. So I think I think it's time to just just put it down for a little bit, focus on some other stuff. 
there's a lot of games coming out. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll focus on some of those. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, definitely. Like it's better than just trying to grind through it. Yeah, I think I, I've I've hit that PUBG wall plenty of times before, where I'm just like, no, no, no. But then it just brings you back. It does it, just it bring will. you back. I'm it'll assuming it'll be after point. this stream. It'll be like, yo, you want to play some PUBG? I'll be like, ah. so I'll be like yeah. You'll go yeah. play PUBG, and I'll be like, mm, all right, okay, okay. Mm, if if okay. you are, I, if, I if you're just, playing it. I, swear, I think, yeah, I think solo I'm done playing. I spoke, I spoke to, um, it was Xbox Stu in chat who said um, he's waiting for Miramar before he, he'll go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably a smart idea if you've got that burnout and you don't stream for a living. Um, maybe, yeah, just wait for the Miramar map to come with the new updates and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's when I'll probably die, jump back in. Like, I've never played Miramar before because I barely play it on PC. PC yeah. You're not missing much, but maybe it's better on console. Maybe it's better on console. I'm hoping. I am. I'm really, really, really am hoping, but we shall see, honestly. Um, anything else you've been playing? Whoa, uh, I actually wrote a list because I've been playing a lot. I've been playing I'm a lot dope. of Overwatch. We've, nice. got the, we've got the competitive. We're through our placement matches. It didn't take us all season just to do the 10 matches. We're oh, wow. all through them. So okay. we're going to start actually playing competitively. Nice. Um, City of Brass. That was the other game I was going to... Oh, what's that? Uh, that was the one I was streaming before I played PUBG. It's a indie first-person roguelike game. Uh, it was like a hack and slash thing. Okay. Um, it's decent. You basically you run through levels. Every three levels, there's a boss, and that's like a checkpoint for the game. So you oh, get yeah. to the boss, you beat the boss, and then you've cleared the first three levels. Um, it's okay, but it does have Twitch interaction. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, so anyone in chat can there's cooldowns and stuff so you can't just get spammed spammed yeah yeah but um anyone there's that they're like you've got the things on the on the screen that show all the different commands and people can spawn hard enemies or easy enemies they can give you items health all sorts of stuff and when there's a few people using those commands while you're trying to just get through the game it can game, actually make yeah. it quite interesting <laughs> yeah. like all of a sudden you'll just be running around this massive fucking like minotaur dude will just suddenly appear in front of you and start kicking your ass because uh, some dickhead in chat's like, I'm going to get him. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's always chat. They're never there to help, let's be honest. That's chat, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I've been playing, I play a little game called Dungeon Rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dungeon Rushers Crawler RPG. Um, it's very much D&D-like. Um, mm. Obviously, it's an RPG, but it's like... it. Mate, I don't play many RPGs anymore, especially not indie RPGs. Um, but it's quite unique to me. It's like it reminds me of when I play D and D, which is it's like the it comes up with like a map and you can't see it, and then like you move square by square um, with your characters like token type thing, and then you can go over here, you can open this door, and yada yada, yada and then you'll come against enemies and stuff like that. Um, it's quite interesting. It's quite it's quite cool. I like it. Um, it's definitely my chill. Just like if I wanted to sit down and play for about half an hour, um, about, about an hour in, um, enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, dungeon rushes. Uh, it's not like I say. It's not bad. Um, the story is a bit. I don't really care. The writing doesn't seem too good, honestly. Um, it's about this boy that needs money, so he's decided he's going to join the like the. He's going to go searching in dungeons for treasure. 
um and that's sort of to me it's not appealing it's not very interesting to me that part of it but the gameplay element of it the rpg style of it is it's going through these maps and trying to find the treasure your objective is to find the treasure uh, but along the way you come up to against traps and you can get poisoned and um you can find other things on your travels and stuff like that so i'm very early on like i say like i think maybe like the first three stages um but yeah had a lot of fun with it so i've been playing that uh i played the destiny 2 uh expansion playing that yeah i played it i didn't play it on stream i played it off stream with uh crush shout out to crush on twitch.tv slash crush um crush nick actually i think um yeah it's more destiny it's not interesting it's nah in my opinion um i i'm not again i'm not the biggest destiny lore guy like destiny to me is just i go in pew 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 and i'm out that's that is my destiny experience and i'm okay with that i don't think destiny 2 is the trash game that a lot of people do um just that's because trash game. Yeah, just because i don't have that affinity and the lore and the, i just like the fact that we shoot shoot people shoot them in the head it feels good the control skin's good like i got back in and i was like oh yeah this feels good i'm i'm enjoying this um so i was happy with that but if you're talking about a story i just don't care talking about characters that like crush gets super nerdy with it because he actually does care and but even he doesn't give a crap about this expansion he didn't care about the curse of osiris um this isn't any better than the curse of osiris in my opinion so we'll just oh, have to wait and see on that one. If you disagree, please email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. I would appreciate it. Um, anything else? Other than that, have you got any more? Because I don't want to mm. say my last one until. No? I'm good. No, right, I'm holding so... one back. I think it's the same one. Cool. Yeah. So the last game uh, that I played, and I'm sure you played as well because you told me you finished your review. We're just waiting to get it up. It'd be um, weird if I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, is Rage and Justice. Uh, Rage and Justice mm. is out. My name is in the game. It is done by a friend of mine, Nick Macon. I say friend. We're just we're industry friends, really. Um, Colleagues. And yeah, well, yeah. But um, I spoke to him. Uh, we've got an interview coming up right now on topic of the show. Um, but yeah, before that, we'll go into a little bit of details. What do you think of the game? Would you, do you like it? Do you okay. enjoy it? It's yeah. Okay. Would, yeah, it's okay. Talk to me. Talk to me a little bit. Well, I'm not really a beat 'em up person. Like, I I don't hold like Streets of Rage and Gold Max in like massively high esteem. Like that's yeah. fun. Um, and this game it was fun. Like I like the combat. Um, I like the throwback nostalgia. Yeah. Um, it's super nostalgic. Yeah. I say co-op. I enjoyed the co-op. Um, where you totally didn't just beat the crap out of. Uh, <laughs> did i kill you when we were playing at ejx yeah <laughs> yeah he did. He did. um the fighting mechanics are, are, are decent enough it's simple it's simple it's nostalgic it's very simple yeah it's very but... much everything i wanted honestly it, it like i say it does touch um i i see myself in an interview which is coming up um that it's very reminiscent of streets of rage 2 I asked Nick blatantly, did you pick Street of Rage 2 to copy, like not copy, but like take heavily influence? He said, no, not just that. Yeah, but um, to me, that is where I go, Streets of Rage 2. Um, but yeah, if listen to this interview, which is coming up right now. Uh, if you if you not if you're not interested in the game, um, then like he said, it's a niche game. It's like in the interview, me and Nick talk about um, where he started. So he started. Uh, he actually started at. Um, rare started at rare 
worked on um, Project Dark Zero on the 360. Worked on Cameo. He talks about he talks about both those games. Um, talks about working on the N64 for a little bit. I know it doesn't really appeal to our audience, but on uh, like talking about that, he also worked at Codemasters. He worked at Sony for a little bit. Um, so we jump and we talk all about that. And you can hear it right now here on my Xbox and me. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me a special interview. Sitting here today with Nick Macon from Making Games. Nick, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Well, it's been a while since we last spoke, and this time we're doing it over yes. the interwebs and not face to face. It's it's a little bit upsetting. I can't hug you. <laughs> Virtual hug. Yeah, you know how it is. You know how it's. <laughs> I'm sure it's a very stressful time for you right now. It's it's quite stressful. It has been stressful. Now is kind of uh, unbelievable, but not yeah. Just kind of can't believe it. Kind of yeah. unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's I just yeah. The game's actually out. So for those who don't <laughs> never know thought it would happen. What the game actually is? We're talking about Rage Injustice. It, obviously, the shirt says it all. Um, <laughs> still waiting for my shirt in the mail. You know, I'm just waiting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's talk before. What's the elevator pitch for the game? What do you say to people when you're like, okay, I am making this game. What is it? So first off, it's a nostalgic game. It's a a, a modern take on an old classic genre, the side scrolling brawler. The brawler things. Uh, they that was the biggest game for me at the arcades of the of the nineties when I was growing up. That kind of game formed me as a gamer. That kind of game was the game that made me become a game dev. So Raging Justice. Raging Justice is a game that I've always wanted to make. It's a side-scrolling brawler. It's uh, but designed in such a way so that it, it looks great on a HD screen. It's yep. you know, modern, fresh-looking graphics, great surround sound. It's got all these kind of new things, yet a very nostalgic kind of classic feel to the gameplay, trying to get mixing old with new to just have something that just yeah, just gets you and pulls you right in, just like the old arcade games would do. Yeah, uh, obviously, when we first met, uh, many moons ago now, which is <laughs> it's super weird to think. Like, honestly, for me and you, it's like our journeys started very, at the same time, it was like yeah, crazy. You, you were the first interview that I did with, for Rage Injustice. Yeah, and obviously, you were the first person I ever interviewed in the gaming industry, <laughs> which, like, for me, is, like, super... It's super... For me, it's super cool to be sitting here right now, knowing where... I hope the game goes and how people are receiving the game so far. Um, people like it, which is good. I yeah. like it, which is amazing, which is all I care about, is my opinion. Um, <laughs> so but... do I. That's the only one I'm, I'm out to please you, Corey. That's all. <laughs> but I think for, for me, it was a case of our, our, our careers, obviously, yours is you started a little bit earlier, which we'll get into a bit later, but for mm. Nick, Nick making, making games, it's come together at the right time. And to see the yeah. progress and how much you've changed uh, <laughs> from doing that first interview, and then we've done a second interview, and we've done the third interview, and then this is it. You're not getting no more after this, all right? We're done. <laughs> the game's out. We're done, all right? Um, but I want to just say congratulations to you and obviously the wife and obviously the team, yes. um, which is you, you. the wife. You've got a sound engineer, if I'm not mistaken, yep. if I remember Steve right Burke's then. on sound yeah, and uh, Jay Howe's on art. Yeah. So yeah, so, between the, the four of us, we've made this game. Yeah. So how are you all feeling putting out a, a game? How does it feel now? It, I think we're pretty excited, really. I mean, it's been intended to be launched for so long yeah i probably when i first met you uh, too many years ago <laughs> said it would be out that year and 
finally it's out. It's a little bit kind of, as I say, it's not something that my head's clicked with yet. I yeah. don't fully believe it, but it is out. And I think between the between the four of us, we're pretty pretty excited. We're kind of feeling confident right now. We've had a few good reviews. We've we seem to have had a, a good hubbub on you know the likes of Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Especially the Xbox community, they've seemed to have, have taken to it as well. That's, it's been that's, great. That's music to my ears. Music is. to I my mean, ears. Our original launch um, console was going to be Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. We yeah. we went multi platform in the end to try yeah. and get that kind of coverage everywhere but xbox was who we went with first because that was our history as much as anything you know i think yeah and we'll get to that but i think definitely Mm. obviously xbox is what attracted me and that's what i've covered for the last when i started that journey to where i'm at now (laughs) um but yeah for xbox was but for me i know we're an xbox podcast and stuff but i think indie developers are finding so much success on the switch and they if Mm. it hits right it can be on steam and obviously playstation as well but I'm so happy that it is launching everywhere for you because I want to see you do more. And I feel like yeah. as much as I love an Xbox exclusive because it's what I, I'm baked in, I'm like, yes, we've got another exclusive, even though I make absolutely no money from it. Because um, mm. <laughs> that's stupid fanboyism. But um, <laughs> for me, I'm happy for you because it is. It means it's, it's more revenue for you and the game. And Yeah, I mean, we've, we, we hope we can, we can take this further. We're hoping that you know down the line we can add new stuff to raging justice more updates and if we're lucky maybe even a sequel or or Uh, another game or something that we can grow from this instead of it just being a one-off you know and yeah so multi-platform is kind of a requirement for that level of success that we would need for that but yeah xbox was was my first yeah well that's that's where where we started well for me when when you first when i first spoke to you about the game you were self-publishing yeah so and then look how that changed yeah, that did change. So <laughs> the industry with... changed in the meantime since then, really. Very true, very true. Uh, you went with Team 17, um, yes. which I'm happy about because I've got a relationship with them anyway. But um, <laughs> always been very good to me, so thankfully. Um, why Team 17? Um, there was such a good fit, really. I mean, we're UK-based, they're UK-based. There's no time frame, you know, time zone issues with yeah. talking to them. They've got a great, fan, a fantastic reputation. You know, they're well-established. They're as a brand and now as a as an indie publisher. Yeah. Um, when we went up to talk to them, they were very kind of just approachable. They weren't, you know, well, we're the big publisher. We do this and that. It's like, no, we're going to work with you. We're going to figure this out. We're going to, you know, this is what we bring. This is what you bring. We know how to sell games. We say we do. We know we we're interested in games, we're all game, you know, they gave us the full spiel and we just took to it. It just felt great for us. It, it, in some ways, walking away from it, we were kind of still pin- pinching ourselves. They're, they're, they're huge as far as we're concerned. Oh, you know, there's the four of us and there's Team 17, they're 25 years strong. The yeah. When when I when I when I heard it got announced, I was su- I was super happy for you because I was just like, yes, this seems obviously none of you guys over at Team 17 anyway, but like knowing that I felt like it was going to work well together. You can say sorry all you want. I can hear you banging around, Hayley. God damn it. Um, yeah, I just like the the, the the team mashup. It seemed perfect. And it seemed like it worked out well, which obviously I'm super happy about. Um, yeah, no, I'm really happy to be with them. And what they've brought to it is, yeah, what we've got now, really. Yeah. Do you wish that you could have started that relationship a little bit earlier? Or were uh, you happy think, with the time it came about? I think for us, the timing was just right as well. Yeah, you know, we we 
as you say, we started off with the, we're going to self-publish this. This is going to be our game. We're going to do everything. We'll learn how to market. People can do this now. And yeah. then over the years, it seemed to be, you still can. There's no, no stopping anyone self-publishing. No. It's the best, best time if you want to is when you can, and you can on pretty much everything these days. But it was getting harder to make a success of it from what we could see. And, yeah. and the way we were looking at it uh, middle of last year was, Releasing a game, no matter where you release them, it's a bit of a gamble. You know, it, it, it is a roll of a dice, for want of a better term. No one knows what's going to be the big success. I mean, no. it just they just are, or or a success, never mind big success. You yeah. Know? So our thoughts were, let's look at ways that we can stack the odds a bit better in our favor, you know, load the dice a little bit so we've got a little bit more chance of, of success. And we thought, we'll look for publishers. We didn't set out with the, okay, we want this or that or the other publisher we, yeah. we went with. We'll keep our eye out. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk to people. We'll explain what we're after, what we want from a publisher, and see where that goes. And we had a fantastic EGX last year. You know, our EGX showing was was really strong. We had uh, Raging Justice running there on an Xbox, on a PC, and an arcade cabinet. Yeah, it just had this kind of cool feeling about it that got us noticed by various people, including Team Seventeen, and chatting with them. And it just it it rolled on from there. Really, you know, right. it, it felt like we could do better being with a publisher and yeah, yeah given the opportunity to work with someone like team 17 <laughs> well it was a no-brainer Perfect. yeah yeah definitely i totally agree um i think it's just testament to the game as well obviously i speak to a lot of indie devs the ones that will actually speak to me and not shy <laughs> um which is quick just a quick one what is it with indie devs and i've been meaning to make a video about it for a while especially at, especially at egx and i know that for me, it's very easy. I can talk to anybody. It doesn't phase me as such. But why mm. are indie devs so shy? Like, their game is what I'm there to see. I want them to sell it to me. Why is it so... It's like getting blood out of a stone. I'm shy. I mean, I hate being on camera. I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> I, I won't watch back this, you know, this interview. <laughs> I won't listen to me. I haven't watched any of the interviews we've done together or any yeah. uh, chats They're or brilliant, don't worry. I, I watch them over I... and over just to see me. Um... <laughs> but... Thankfully, I've got Anna. She she will look over them and she'll yeah. say, yeah, it was great. It was good. Or you should have said this, shouldn't say that. And yeah. I just feel that, well, I can be confident because I know that I don't need to look at myself. Looking I don't back. need to hear myself. Yeah. I don't need to worry about anything about me. I can leave that up to Anna to look after. And yeah. to be honest, no one else is going to sell my game for me. Well, obviously my publisher will now. No, but nah, in terms but of not... as an, in, as an indie yeah. developer, who else is going to sell my game? It's me. It's either me or no one. So well, I... I've got to. I I've think got to get up there. I've got very, to chat. Yeah, very much so when we, when we first met. Like you said, you were self-publishing. Yeah. If we didn't have that chat, I still would have loved the game. I would have fell in love with it still because I think it's a great mm. game. But, Raging Justice, go get it. I need to keep saying it just so people understand. <laughs> um, but for me, it's a case of having that relationship with you, which we've built over the years, mm. which is, again, I haven't covered the game like every single don't get me wrong we speak i always come to see yeah. you we built that relationship you know my fiance i know your wife duh, yes. duh, 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 duh. and for me it's a case of just building that relationship with indie devs i feel like can help them so much more just to know like i go and do like last year as an idiot i didn't do much work but I'd done community meetups. So every time I'm bringing people to the booth, I'm sending people your mm. way. I'm, and it's just that that interaction. If you just sort of interact with people a little bit more, if you see a press badge, go and approach them seriously. If yeah, any indie devs listening, seriously. You know, 
I think indie devs could learn from that is, yeah, go talk to us. If you see someone with the press thing, go talk with them. Don't be afraid for them to say they don't want to cover your game either. It, my my game, it's niche, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of people who have gone there and they've gone to see the kind of the, the artsy indie game or the yeah. story-based thing or the adventure that. And we're a niche. We're an arcade style, very, like, not hardcore, so, so to speak, but very just niche. Yeah, definitely. You know? It's a good niche, but it, it is niche. And because of that, we've, we're okay with people saying, actually, no, it's not for us. We'll try and convince them. Don't get of me course. wrong. I'd rather more people covered it. But if it's not their bag, it's kind of better that they don't. But yeah, indie, indie devs should really be a bit more up to just chatting with journal, journalists and, and press and doing and interviews they, and things. I, and I saw a fit in between them both. Def- <laughs> definitely with you. I, mean, you know, I think every indie dev in the world should just come and talk to you. I appreciate it. I appreciate rest, it. Of, rest of the press, ignore them. Forget them. IGN, forget about it. MC <laughs> yeah. Fixer, we got it. Um, so, okay, let's talk about the game a little bit. I love it. I finished it. It's Yeah. It's, it's exactly what I was expecting when I saw the game. The first time, and the second time, and the third time. And it just built upon that, and built upon that, and built upon that. Um, when I saw it, I was I fell in love with it, obviously, because of its old-school nature. And obviously, I've got such a, a love for Streets of Rage 2. And yes. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but it very much so reminds me of Streets of Rage 2. Like, that game, not in, like, a bad way and not, like, in a rip-off mm. way. It's definitely you've got your own feel and you've got your own style to it, of course. But for me, it's definitely, like, some moments I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, for me, it just it's perfect. Why was it so heavily... Was it so heavily inspired by Streets of Rage 2? Or is that just something I'm coming up to in my head? I think it's a bit of both. We definitely out of the out of the Streets of Rage series, number two was definitely the one that we looked at most. Of course, the best one. We, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we, there's no, no argument on that at all. I don't think anywhere. <laughs> um, but we try to kind of borrow bits from different ones and go with. Uh, as I keep using the word nostalgia, we we try to play on that more yeah. so than than saying, okay, they've got this or they've got that and we need to copy this or we need to copy that. No, yeah. It was playing Streets of Rage, playing Streets of Rage 2, playing Final Fight, playing Double Dragon, playing Golden Axe, Vendetta, playing all these games, coming away from them and rather sitting down and saying, well, what made that good? You know, on level one, it was this and on stage four, it was that. And and trying to take those things, we came out with more of a feeling of the games. And yeah. trying to, what things did we remember most? What things did we feel about the games and we're trying to get that almost that feel into into rage injustice that that hopefully has that nostalgia for people who have played double dragon or people who have played final fight more or or whatever game that was their kind of one from when they were younger yeah get that kind of feel on it and there's definitely i think out of the the games that we were influenced with and played with streets of rage is one of the highest if not the highest probably alongside vendetta and final fight but you know yeah they were the games that kind of we had the most fun going back and playing again. And yeah. because of that, they became the stronger influences on what we ended up with. I mean, you look at the characters, the, the character, the third character we had, Ashley, when they came onto the scene, there's a very obvious influence there of the, the younger kid, which was, it was new and exciting in streets yeah. of rage too, but it almost feels like looking back in nostalgia wise, it, why isn't that a staple? Why isn't that on every all of them? You yeah. need to have that kind of young, fast, nimble little kid. It just feels right, right. because of Street That's who I play as. That's literally who I play as. Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. it is. It, 
it, they're the little kid. They're they're not very strong. They're not very kind of good with the the power side of things. But you know, they're just so fast. They've got yeah. all the combos. They've got you know, the, you get your high score with with Ashley almost without a doubt. Ah, so That's good. the one to get the high so score good. with. So the thing your game does, which is very unique compared to the old school games, is it's got different. It's got obviously it's got its high scores and it's got stuff like yes. that. But it's obviously it's a cop, it's a cop game, so it's got warrants and stuff like that. Diving a little bit deeper on that, obviously you've got bad cop, good cop. Explain so, that yeah. to the people. So beyond just the, the simple brawl, in which you want to play it as a brawler and a button masher, go for it. You want to go a bit deeper. There's a, there's combos. They're not huge combos, but there's combos and weapons and and ways of managing the crowds of enemies. Yeah. And then on top of all that, to to give you a, a more layers of of ways to play the game, there's the challenges. So you've got standard challenges on each level, completing this amount of time, complete with this amount of score. But on top of that, you've got unique challenges for each level and difficulty. And then on top of that, there's this whole good cop bad cop thing, which is kind of. Um, it runs through the entire thread of the game. On each stage, at the beginning of the stage, a number of the enemies that you come across will have warrants issued for them. Yeah. These are random each time you play that level. But you can see the names are called out for specific thugs. These names will be the same name every time you play the level will be on that character. Got ya. Um, there are some names like there's this reprobate MC Fixer, I think, in there. Ah, oh, yo, that yeah. guy. Oh, he's a, he's a devil. Him, he shows up quite a lot. <laughs> but no, you, you you get to go. You get to know um, kind of after playing it a bit, possibly where some of the enemies are coming in yeah. by their name. Yeah. And the warrants that are issued, the character will come on screen. They'll have a little red outline on them to just indicate they're a little bit special. And if you're able to arrest those um, warrants, you're a good cop. If you weapon KO them, you're a bad cop. That's no. what I do. I am so bad. I am so bad <laughs> all the time. It's not changed but, since. But you get more oh, health if you're a good cop as well. Good, good cops get a health bonus. Bad cops get uh, a points boost. And if you bad cop, if you complete the challenge, which is all the warrants that are issued, whether one, two, or three, give or take, uh, on each level, um, a bad cop gets a shotgun. Which yeah, I mean, which I've had. The to. shotgun is amazing. Yes, it is. Other enemies don't pick it up, so you can you can pick it up, walk with it, and drop it, and yeah. take it through to the boss. Yeah, if you're struggling with those bosses, the shotgun. So, okay, let's talk about the bosses right now. Stage yeah. two. Stage mm-hmm. two is, what's the boss name? Mr. The, it's the, the spinning one. Oh, that's uh, stage three. Is that Mr. three? P. Mr. P yeah. is an arsehole. <laughs> and he, he was the one that we probably made the most boss-like first. He is that. He's got different pain. phases of attack. He's got very distinct states in it, and uh whistling for backup which was inspired by one of the bosses i think in final fight yeah you know it's but he does he's got that spin attack which there was a bug for so long in there where he would never quite hit you if at the bot if you stood at the very bottom of the screen i know i do that now and he doesn't come and down there as often i love it as often he can, <laughs> as often he can, he can yeah i made that's probably the safest <laughs> place on that screen but it's not safe oh uh, honestly like that level i remember going for it i was streaming it the other day um, twitch.tv slash mcfixer um, you've got to get the plugs in man you've got to get the plugs <laughs> in um, but yeah for, I'm just like dude just stop whistling I'm sick of you keep whistling and, but that's where you oh, get your health if you're oh, struggling I know I know, that, I, know the, I know. one it's of the fair. reasons for the backup is it's so that you can replenish your, stre- yeah. your strength if he's been decimating you oh, he's but it can be blooming annoying especially when he's got just a little bit of health left 
then he calls in some backup. And and it off. literally was the tiniest amount. Today I was playing for some capture uh, for the review, and uh, it was the tiniest amount, and he whistled. And I was like, no! And, uh, Especially, I think he's got a challenge on him, defeat him in a certain amount of time as no. well on the challenges I'm not even getting to yet. Like I've been, I was, I'm not. If I'm being honest with you, I'm not happy with the achievement list. We spoke about this early. I was like, it's how many achievements? What we're doing here? It's a hefty achievement list. It's it is, hard, it is. and I'm not happy. I wear my easy thousand G. I go for a stage one hundred G, one hundred G. One nope, no. didn't get that though, did I? No, they're, they're tens, twenties, thirties. I know. Where's my hundred achievements? Fifty happy. achievements. Not happy. It was, it was one of those things just it seemed like it would be normal to do 50 achievements i looked back at it and just think what was i thinking but i think it was because um i'd previously worked on launch titles for 360 and at the time 50 achievements seemed to be the well that's what you can do so that's what you do do so i thought well we'll do 50 because that's what you just do yeah let's talk about going back to your 360 days so my research as far as I know, the only, the only place I can figure out you worked was Rare. Yes. Is that the so only I, other place you've worked? No. I worked at Rare for 10 years. Okay. So I joined Rare back in 2000, just as they were moving off the N64. Okay. They were looking at uh, making games for the um, the GameCube, the, yeah. you know, the Dolphin yeah. at the time. Um, so yeah, I joined a team that was doing Cameo, Elements of Power. It wasn't called that. I can't remember what it was called at the time. But we worked on that. We intended to be a launch title for GameCube. We missed that launch title um, slot and moved to the Xbox. And then I moved over onto Perfect Art Zero, and then both Perfect Art Zero and Cameo moved onto the Xbox 360. 360, of course. So, yeah, they so, were my first first releases. It was five and a half years of working in the industry. And then I released, you know, I, I had my name in the credits of two games. Two games and two iconic games. Yeah, I mean... I do say when I say I worked on Perfect Art Zero, it's not the good one. It is a good game. It's it's comparatively speaking. I mean, you know, you look at Perfect Art 64 and and as a game of its era, it was untouchable pretty much. You know, Perfect Art Zero didn't quite live up to those lofty heights, but it was still a bloody good game. Yeah, definitely. Especially for a long time. It doesn't deserve half the the flack it got. I think it got a lot of that flack because of um the numbers surrounding the rare buyout i think that probably tainted things a little bit on that one but no it's a great game to work on we're super proud of all the the work that i've done on that yeah Um, same with cameo it i worked on a on that for two and a half years and uh, although i moved off it for the the last um part of time that was worked on yeah i'm still proud of the bits that i'd worked on that that made it through to the end you know it's they're just great games to have have worked on really good to, good to have on the cv yeah definitely so yeah i got to go to rare um you did i saw yeah i got CV to go to rare is, yeah. it was a super surreal experience for me um obviously <clears throat> covering xbox as long as i have and now mm. being able to go to one of their first party studios something they own and just go in there and seeing it what was it like working there like it feels so magical walking in was it like that for you or is it a job it, it did to start with. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, the, the shine wears off after a, a, a few months. I but, can imagine. Um, no, it was, I mean, I was straight out of university. 
I got a job off of there after being turned down at a couple of other um, video game places. Name them, I, name them. Let's shame them right now. Name them, name them. Well, I ended up working at one of them later, which was Don't Codemasters. shame them, don't shame them. I worked at Codemasters for uh, a year after leaving Rare. Got you. Um, but they did, They turned me down in, in 2000 when I applied there, but yeah. probably because they were after somebody to work on a racing game, and I said I had no idea how cars worked in terms of racing games and stuff. You, so You mean you didn't work you on know. LMA Manager? No. Wow, I'm super disappointed right now. If you did, we would like. If you thought our friendship, if you thought I like Rage Injustice, football LMA Manager was the game on the 360. So just that. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, I I got this uh, job offer from Rare, and I I was waiting for a follow up letter saying, "Oop, we sent that one by mistake." Yeah. It was one of those. They were riding high. This was N64 Rare. This was yeah. Top of the country as far as I was concerned. They'd offered me a job, and it was great. So you know, going there the first time, it was just this is rare. Wow. Yeah, well, I work here now. <laughs> you know? Spent the first day in an office while two teams were just there was two or three of us started and they had to pick who was going to which team. So I was locked up in an office whilst I was interviewed by the various teams <laughs> that I could work on, uh, and then yeah, then went and worked with the team that had just fin- recently finished Donkey Kong 64. So they were riding high as well. They were feeling really chuffed with what they'd done. They were, I can imagine. And yeah, it was just great to learn from people who at the time felt, you know, top of the game. These people know what they're doing. These are, I, I was a cocky kid out of school pretty much in Australia university thinking, well, I've just learned all this stuff. I know what, how to program I know properly. How to program. And then all of a sudden it's, you, you get in with this lot and you just think, yeah, I think I know how to program, but these guys, these know how to do video games. You yeah. Know? It was, a, it was a, I learned probably as much in the first six months there as I had previously at, at university in the years I was there. At least that's the way it felt. Yeah. So yeah, well, it was great to work there. I still, it, it almost feels, yeah, like, I don't know, my memories of Rare, my, the times that I had there, there was some times that were good, some times that were bad, you know, ups and downs as, as any job, especially like any if you job. work, yeah, especially if you work somewhere as long as like you know ten years there, there's, it's not going to all be, you know, roses and happiness all the time. No. But I just have so many fond memories of the place. You know, it's just the people there. I still know a few people that still work there, and I'm chatting over a beer or so. It just still feels like I almost work there. It's been seven years since I left. It's been long enough that yeah, it's almost been out as long as I was there. But I still have this strong kind of feeling like i've got a connection to the place whether or not you know i do it just it was just a great place to work yeah i've I've been very critical with sea of thieves uh just due to the mm. lack of content um but i've always said that that team and the people that i met there and just the studio and it feels so much like a family it doesn't feel like yeah. i'm sure like you said like i'm sure it wears off very easily not easy but after a while yes. but but they're still the people are the people. The it's... people are so nice. Everyone seems so yeah. fantastic. And to me, it was just like such an amazing experience to actually go there. I think, you know, Sea of Thieves definitely something that's, that's got legs. You know, providing, as a thing, isn't it? They, they, they are rare. There's, there's no doubt about it. I think that was the problem. For me, not, we're not going to get into Sea of Thieves, I can <laughs> promise you that. But for me, it's just, I, I think maybe it's my own fault as well, because it's yeah. rare. Mm. And I'd been to the studio and I'd played the early access and I, and then the game comes out and you're like, mm, it's missing something, in my yeah. opinion. I don't make games for a living, I just get to critique them. <laughs> That's lots the hard pe- part. Lots of people, <laughs> yeah, well, well, 
Apparently not. If the people on the internet say you don't deserve it, it's not a job. It's not a job, I tell you. Um, not as hard as your job making them. So let's get back to that anyway. Bef- okay, so you go from Rare to Codemasters. A little stop off at Sony along the way there as well. What did you, you do at Sony? I was only there for six months or eight months, but it was a, a company that was down in Leamington Spa called Big Big. They, uh, they were doing stuff for the PSP. And then they were doing a launch title for the PlayStation Vita. And I didn't like the commute, so I didn't stay there long enough to actually work on anything that got released. It was you that killed the Vita. Interesting. Got my title. Thank you. Um, Nick from <laughs> from Making Games killed the Vita. Good to know. So, okay. So, you can go from you go from Rare to PlayStation for a tiny to bit. Masters. To Codemasters. To Yeah. Then to the place I am now in my day job. So, as a, dev- as a game dev, I'm still only part-time. You know, yeah. game dev. It costs too much to do it full time yeah. at, the, at the moment, you know. Until the, ga- the game does well enough, who knows? But right now, it's I've got a, a lovely job just doing apps. Yeah, it's not not games. Yeah, yeah. But people I used to work with at Rare, so it, you know, people as you said said Rare felt like a family. Well, this is kind of from my time at Rare. Some people that have moved off would now do apps, but it's just app, app development. Nice solid job. Yeah, dependable money. Pays the bills and, and a great team to work with. Yeah. Uh, so, and then making games, you know, making games is what we do as, as our hobby, as our fun, and as our passion, really. Yeah. So, do you miss making? Like, obviously, obviously, you've just finished making yeah. a game, but do you miss the day in day out of making a game, like a triple A game, or would you go back to that? Is that something you'd even try and consider, <sighs> or is it strictly? I get to make games as a hobby now, and if it takes off, I can work on it full time. But if it doesn't, I'm okay. I think probably because of just where I am with family and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, life. It's not. I'm not at a time where I can handle the kind of ups and downs of game dev. Really, I'd I'd love to make games full time. It's it is fun to do, but I also like the the stability for want of a better term And, and. what we because I'm working as part of a small team, I get to work on lots of new and interesting technology all the time. Yeah, it's not as exciting as a game. It's not something that you know you chat with someone and go, "Oh yeah, I'm, I I make these apps," and people go, yeah. "Oh right, yeah." If yeah, I was cool. saying I make these games, it's it's more exciting, more cool. Yeah. You know, is that what you tell people? You, like the family, <laughs> the family you've not seen for a while. Like, yeah, I just made this game. Do you know, it's out everywhere. You should go buy it. Raiden Justice. Um, or you like, but, oh, yeah, yeah, I make the apps. The, the benefit <laughs> of of the way I'm doing it now is. I have the the steady income, you know. I I don't have the pressure to to shove out the game and get it out and try and push it. And it's oh Nick, I know that mate. I've been waiting. It. <laughs> I can release it when it's ready. You know, of there's course. no there's no pressure other than you. Me, obviously. Me every all the time. Month. All the... Is it out? Yeah. Is it done yet? Is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? <laughs> Yo, I was I was ready. I was ready. Right. Um, okay. But, I, Triple A would I would never say never if you know what I mean. Yeah, it it felt like something that I I'd done and it was time to try something different. No, okay. I effectively quit Rare to start raising Justice as a full time thing, yeah. and then got a job offer and realised I was a bit nervous about not having money coming in every month. I know yeah. that one. Trust me, patreon.com slash mcfixer. <laughs> um, trust me, I, I've got a shameless plug all through this. I'm sorry. Go for um, it. <laughs> So, okay, let's round things up, I guess, then. 
where can people find the game? You can promote everywhere, don't worry. Not just we know it's on Xbox, but Xbox, Xbox PlayStation, One, yeah. PlayStation Four, yep. Nintendo Switch, Steam, which is yep. both PC and Mac. Okay. So effectively everywhere these days. So we'll talk about it very lightly, but is it coming to mobile still? I know that was a... That, it's on the longer term plan, so okay. because we've pushed it a little bit further, I've got a little bit of work to do to get mobile working. It would be nice to have on mobile, but right now, the right place for it was console, really, yeah. and Steam. But yeah, of course, console. of course. Console. Forget Steam. Console. Um, yeah. PC nerds, get them out of here. Um... <laughs> People can I find you on Twitter. I didn't yeah. say that. I that said it. You can quote me, all right? It's fine. <laughs> um, Twitter, ma- at Making Games. Yeah, at Making Games on Twitter. And anywhere else you want to promote? Um, Facebook, I guess. You know, Facebook and Twitter are where we're most active. Okay. Both anything, Making Games. Anything I missed that you may want people to know that I may not have asked? Is there anything? <laughs> I could ask you, where's the versus mode that I want? I could ask well, you, are we going to get new levels? I'm not going to. Well, we we don't want to call it a day. Put it yeah. that way, you know. I want this game to the game as it's released is as good as it could be for release. Okay. I'm not gonna call it finished because a game is never finished. Never finished not not yeah. these days, you know. You, there's there's so many ideas that I I would love to do on it. Yeah, you know, the versus mode, the kind of online multiplayer. That's something yeah. I really I really want to get in there. Um, I gotta wait on sales numbers to see if if there's enough people to demand it. If you know it, what I mean? Yeah. People want it. Keep telling, tell me on Twitter or whatever. You know, yeah. remind me where's where's online. Make me feel that it's something that is worth doing, which I think it is. Yeah. But and if there's anything anybody's interested in that isn't in there, or you know, things that they think that could be improved, give us a shout. You know, yeah. we we want to do any future updates as much as with the fans as we can. You know, we're, we're not huge. We're not got loads of fans or anything, but you know, people who have bought it, people who, who want more from it, let yeah. us know. You know, no, exactly. we'll do, we can't promise we'll do this. We no. can't promise we'll do that, but we can kind of prioritize things if there's enough people who want a versus mode. Or, I mean, there was another idea I was thinking the other day of, of some sort of, I don't know, like a capture the flag or something like that kind of mode in there. Okay. I'm not, I'm not I haven't thought thought it fully out. Yeah, but yeah. In terms of more than just beat each other up for versus, have a, a kind of a task that you have to accomplish, but you've got yeah, two teams yeah. or uh, this assumes that I can get online working, at which point maybe we can go four player or, or more, you know? It's it's not gonna be a battle royale game. That's you sure? the thing. It's I was, not, I was, no. That was my last question. God damn it. Raging Justice Battle Royale coming. I don't think I can get the... Is it 100 people is the standard yeah, uh, these days? You could do it easy. That bar mm. flat, it's got to be 100 people, isn't it? I, I could get it technically on screen, but it's the networking <laughs> side of it. This is something that's relatively new for me, and I've already, I'm already nervous about just adding it for two people. Never mind the 100. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Guys, don't no forget problem. to like, share, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on SoundCloud. I don't know what you do on SoundCloud, but there's lots of people, <laughs> lots of people if you listen there. So thank you, I guess. Follow. Thank you indeed. If you're on iTunes, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't forget, Raging Justice out everywhere. Go buy it on it Xbox because that's where I play it, and I like it better there because it's got achievements. Who cares yeah. about trophies? Until next time, I love you. Leave you. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye. So. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Nick Macon. Fabulous guy. If you're not if you're not interested in the game after hearing him speak so passionately about it, I don't know what's wrong with you. 
Um, I can't wait for Gary's review to go up so we can all hear and see his thoughts. But enough of that. Enough of the spills. Let's hear from a man who doesn't spill. He just writes ads. Mike Lynch. And he says, Hi guys. My name is Mike Lynch. I stream as much as I can, but I'm a student and finals are a thing. So I don't have a set schedule. But follow me on Twitter. At Mike Lynch. 1864 8,645. God damn it, Mike, with these numbers, dude. To start up to date with my stream. That I is finally actually followed him on Twitter. At Mike Lynch, 8,645. I could God. never remember his Twitter handle, God. but he finally came up as a, a Suggested. You're like, oh boom, yeah, I don't so even like, Mike remember. Lynch, there he is, click. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So go support your boy Mike. Hit him up on Twitter. Show him some love. He supported this show for many years now. Multiple years now, which is mind-boggling to think about. So, yeah. Gary, we have a little segment sure. on the show called Coming Soon, which is all Deal. about, is all you. It's, it's all, it's all me. It's all Talk long. to me, it's baby. big. What have you got all for me? Eight. Eight? Eight games. Are we playing the guessing game or have we got too much to get through? Six, seven. Yep, eight. We can play the guessing game a bit. We can't play it fully because okay. you know some of these games for sure. Perfect. Um, For that, the first one. Um, this isn't a full game, but I wanted to include it anyway because it's amazing. It's Divinity Original Sin 2. In Game Pass? It's coming to... Yeah, it's going to be Game Preview. Yeah. it's going to be free. No, green, game Preview, not Game, game Pass. Game Preview, and yeah. the, it's free. The preview is free. It's Wait, amazing. What? I didn't know the preview was free. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either until I was looking up games for this. Oh, what? The whole... Wait, so how much of it's done then? Is the whole game in there? Well, or? the game's done, but I don't know. I don't... I think the preview... There's... There's a point in the game where, and it's not like near the end, it's it's after the first act, if I'm remembering rightly, or possibly the second one, where it probably makes sense for the game to stop in game preview. Got ya. But I don't know how much of it is in there, but it's free. <clears throat> so it doesn't matter. You should go check it out because I, I played this game on PC last year. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> like, if you like okay. RPGs, yeah. you love it. Okay. Yeah, I know where that one is. Yes. Uh, second, no, well, should I say next up? That's today as well, by the way. That's out. Uh, Fox and Forests on May 17th. Fix, what's Fox and Forest? Fox and Forest. What's yeah. about a fox? There's in a forest. It's an action game, an action platformer about a fox in a forest, obviously. Cool. I read the blurb, I copied the blurb. Fox and Forest is a 16-bit style action platformer Boom! with RPG elements. Yes! Switch seasons on the fly and wield your crossbow to unveil the mystery of the fifth season. I, I'm taking points. I'm taking the point there. You get that one. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. Action and platformer. Definitely. I've got two words. I should have went with RPG Lite as well. Damn. Yeah, well, you know, everything's <laughs> RPG like these yeah, days. true. FIFA is as well. Um... Open world RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Roguelike. Yeah, oh, okay. God. Next up, we've got Hitman Definitive Editions coming out on May 18th. It's about a Hitman. Yeah, it is. Boom. Point for me. Nailed it. It's amazing. Go buy it if you haven't got it already. I don't have it. Next up, it's so good. I have it. I have it. I don't have it. Monster case. Slayers, May 18th. Monster Slayers is uh, the competition to Monster Hunter where you slay monsters for their body parts. Um, which is obviously an action hack and slash game, and it's not sixteen bit. 
Monster Slayers is a roguelike deck-building RPG oh, adventure with an innovative card-based battle system that lets you customize a deck to suit your playstyle. Bullshit. Man. None, none of those things. I, I don't think it's in 16-bit, though. So, you know, you get, like, so half a, ten, a tenth of a point, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, next up, State of the K2 is coming out on May 22nd. I think you might know that one. How excited are you for State of the K2? Very. How annoyed are you that everybody has got codes for State of the K2, except for us again? Um... I don't know, that's part of life now. I'm super sick of it, dude. Like, I saw every Greg Miller's got his code, and I see all these Twitch streamers playing, and I'm like, I want to watch, no, I don't. I want to watch, no, I don't. I want to watch, no, I don't. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, oh, it, like the plague. I want it. I just want it. I was going to play at number one the other day, and I was like, no one's going to watch. They want to watch number two. <laughs> like, oh, it's just annoying. You could just super set the game annoying. in State of Decay 2 and see how long it takes before people notice people wouldn't notice my audience would not have noticed they would be like oh okay i would have but i wouldn't have said anything <laughs> i've just been like damn fix where'd you get this code where'd you from? get this code from bro <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> um, yeah i know the old oh, edition people get it on saturday so all right good game for pass them people get I, it on tuesday. I will yes. be getting it on tuesday just like all the game pass people so Yo. there you go okay there you go Games Fix hasn't heard of. Ancestors Legacy, May 22nd. Ancestors Legacy. Uh... Yeah, nah. I don't even got nothing for that. Sorry. Just, yeah, nah. nah. Alright, fair enough. Ancestors Legacy is a squad-based real-time strategy with a strong focus on tactics. Inspired by medieval European history, it brings to life four different nations and their conflicts, usually solved by war. Okay. Yeah. No, nah. Yeah, no. No. Tennis World Tour. Is this AO Tennis? It says, it says Tennis World Tour. Oh, I forgot to say, I've been playing AO Tennis, which is the Australian Open tennis game that got oh, shown yeah. at PlayStation's conference. I've been playing that. I haven't got full, like, thoughts on it because I've only played one match, but I have been playing it. Oh. So maybe I'll talk yeah. about that next week. Sorry, carry on. No, I mean, you know what this is. It's a tennis game, right? Yes, I do. It is the new standard developed by veterans of tennis simulators. Apparently, you can play as 30 professional tennis players, learn all the shots, master each type What's of this called? and experience a realistic career mode at Tennis World Tour. Tennis. All right, let me... Go on, you the carry on. I'm just... World Tour. And then the last game, also on May 22nd, it's a busy day on May 22nd, is called I Hate Running Backwards. Uh, do you know this one? I Hate Running Backwards. was about a game where you hate running backwards, obviously. Clearly. Hello, and today we're talking about digital. So I didn't know whether you might know, might heard of it. Or... No, I've never heard of it. Is this the game? No. How have two tennis games come out at the same time? We've gone forever without a bloody tennis game, and now we've got bloody two. <laughs> what is this? I now want this game. Damn. Well, sorry. Well, that's another. That's another game you're gonna have to buy. Well, shit, all right. I'm gonna have to sneak into some sliding some email to, DMs. Yeah. You know, you know how yeah, I do, baby. Like, hey, hey. hey, I know there's not many tennis people out there, but I love tennis games. So holler at your play, boy. I used to play virtual like, tennis, 360, uh, top spin, top spin. I can't remember which one it was. I played that quite. Virtual a Virtual tennis one was on the Dreamcast. Two, I can't remember. Maybe the Dreamcast was two, not one. Anyway, but virtual tennis three and four, whew, they were my games. They were my games. I was good at that game. Trust me. Trust I, I believe me. you. Yeah. 
My brother was better though. Back when my brother was a gamer, he actually got like a thousand G on the world like virtual tennis. Damn. Yeah, free. He like there was a I think there's like these two real old tennis players called Duke and someone. And like you have to beat him in like a doubles for an achievement. And it was fucking hard. I remember him sitting up all night, like until like I think I woke up the next day and he was still playing. And I was like, Did you do it? He's like, No. And then as I woke up he did it. And I was like, Oh my god! Now can you do it on my account, please? (laughs) 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 So yeah. Um Oh, so that's it. Is that it for coming soon? Yeah, uh, I hate running backwards as a never-ending adrenaline. Shoot them down, roguelite that puts emphasis on destruction and fighting, never-ending waves of enemies, while time-traveling through procedurally generated worlds sounds like a devolver digital published game to me. It certainly does. It certainly does. Well, good on them. Good on them. Should we get into the news? Why not? Um, Quite a bit of news. Not, Not like huge stories, a lot of speculation, a lot of reaching, as we do here on my Xbox and me. But number one, we've got Borderlands 3. Speculation. Potentially shut down by Gearbox. Oh, no. Gearbox Software CEO and and co-founder, Randy Pitchford, has seemingly closed the door on the possibility of Borderlands 3 appearing at E3 2018. In a string of tweets, Pitchford, Pitchford, a well-documented magician, Magic enthusiast laid the groundwork for implications that Borderlands 3 will skip E3 with a magic related um, meta flora? Flora? Meta flora? Metaphor. Oh, fucking. Meta foot mother. You know what? For no T, fucks me up. Whore is what I read it as, but I, didn't, I knew it wasn't whore. Motherfucker. He described a performer who practices uh, feats both real, like hammers in a nail into a face, and fake, like a magic trick, the performer once said. Oh, what the hell? This is a well annoying story. All right. Oh, no. The p- an annoying person. The meat and potatoes, he said that <laughs> uh, Borderlands 3 won't be at E3, won't be showing at E3. I call bullshit. I'll believe it when E3's over and it's not being there because last year, do you remember a little game called Beyond Good and Evil 2? I do. That was explicitly not going to be at E3. Remember Twisted year. Metal? Yep. So, yeah. it will be, also, this, I think, so. This is the guy that followed the fake uh, Kazurai account for months and thought it was the real account. So I don't trust anything he says. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is that true? That's yeah, that's what an idiot. Uh, come on. Come on. But yeah, do you agree with me in thinking that this it would definitely be at E3? Um, I mean, all the Walmart kind of leaks so far have panned out, so... Well, well just one. Just one. <laughs> one I don't know about Forza Horizons 5, but uh, I think Borderlands 3... Pretty safe. a chance of being at E3. It's, yeah, it's I agree. Fine, fine. I agree. Uh, next one up is uh, Microsoft expanding digital game gifting options on Xbox One and PC. Microsoft has announced that all digital Xbox games can now be gifted to others, along with bringing the feature to PC. Selected titles were part of the digital Xbox One uh, gifting rollout last year, but now all games are included. In addition to the Microsoft Store for PC, now offers the same features for the games and DLC. However, Microsoft did not note... Uh, on Xbox Wired, that Xbox 360 games and original Xbox games are not possible to gift, so you won't be able to give someone Knights of the Republic, unfortunately. Why? I'm guessing it's a store thing. 
Uh, I've got, you've probably. got to imagine the way yeah, it's the, the way it's yeah thing, isn't it? it's the same with when you like download a 360 game you have to go through and like accept it in a different way it just must be back end stuff they probably just couldn't get it to work so but they have to get the Xbox to run like an Xbox 360 so yeah probably exactly. next up good. Crash Bandicoot a game that I got stung because I didn't think it was coming to Xbox so I bought it for PS4 never played it then sold it to buy it now on Xbox has been pushed a little earlier Crash Bandicoot the Ensign Trilogy will release a few weeks earlier than expected on the Xbox One. Activision announced in a recent blog post the collection originally slated to come out July 10th will now release on June 29th. You can pre-order it right now. Gary, you getting this on Xbox 360 or did you get it on PS4? Um, I might get it on Xbox One. I don't know about Xbox 360. Jeez Louise. Hey! Um, <laughs> hey! Hey! Boo, 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 boo. Um, uh, my give it a bash i never played it on ps4 because it came out when there was a bunch of stuff coming out so yeah i bought this one for Haley like day one went to argos picked it up for her because i'm a brilliant boyfriend like that uh and she didn't play it so i sold it as a good boyfriend does as a good boyfriend does <laughs> maybe like i said i think i'll pick it up again on the 360 and then there'll be no excuse it'll be why didn't you play it? you have a 360 yes it is connected god damn it God damn it! She just said, I ain't got a 360, I got an Xbox One. I forgot again! Damn it! You did it again. You're getting burned from every angle here, Fish. I suck. Yo, this is a two person podcast. Keep yourself out of it, girl. (laughs) I hate you. Um, If you look, you can queue up for the guesting host job like everybody else, alright? God damn it. Uh, Next piece of news is EAT's Battlefield reveal on May 23rd. EA is teasing the Battlefield reveal coming later this month, uh, which tells players that on May 23rd, Battlefield will never be the same. Cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. if if all these Call of Duty leaks and rumours are true, like about Battle Royales and no single-player modes and multiplayer being like, Overwatch, all Battlefield has, uh, all Battlefield has to do is turn up. And say, <laughs> we'll just turn up and, and say, like, we've got a single-player. We've, yeah. Cool. We've got a campaign. Our multiplayer is still Battlefield. Still as good as Anyone it is. Like, oh my god! So, yeah. Hit him with the chair shot! I always go to JR as a WWE, like a WWF uh, announcer, like, oh my god, King! Like, I don't know why that's like my go to voice. Sorry. That's just what I, I do. Um, yeah, that's enough about Battlefield, I'll be honest with you. I don't care enough to, to care. Talk about it again after May 23rd. Exactly. Metro Exodus has been delayed. Uh, after being rumored, uh, sorry, after being announced at Microsoft's E3 press conference uh, with a 2018 release, THQ Nordic has announced today that Metro Exodus has been delayed into the first quarter of 2019. Uh, the day, the delay was revealed in THQ's financial briefing. "Quote: The forthcoming AAA title Metro Ex- Exodus." Uh, ha- Exodus, whatever, hosted by THQ Nordic Studio Deep Silver, is expected to launch in the first quarter 2019. Earlier uh, messages were that it would launch in 2018. I'm okay with this. Delays are a good thing. Uh, yep. The one thing I'm actually super okay with this because I haven't played the first two yet. Um, so maybe I should kick my ass in gear and actually play the first two. Because they actually seem like my type of games. They're good. I really, really enjoyed the second one. Um... So, yeah, they are good. I hate like the, the, I, I've got a love hate relationship with the currency though. It's like you have to spend bullets as money, but you also need those bullets to shoot things. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. 
cool. Um, a game that I can't stand, but I don't hate the people that worked on it. Bulletstorm Dev working with Square Enix on a new AAA project. Gary, what are your opinions on Bulletstorm? I like Bulletstorm. Jeez Louise, what's wrong with you? People Can Fly have been making the rounds with some memorable projects over the years. Namely, namely, that says, that doesn't say mainly, that says namely, back me up. Yeah, it does. Wait, is that right? Namely? Namely Bulletstorm. Does that that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Namely's a word? Oh, man, I'm really bad at English. Uh... (laughs) A first-person shooter that got a re-release last year with the help of Gearbox Software. Now the team is hard at work once again. Uh, It's time to team up with the powerhouse publisher to bring its latest game to fruition. Cool. 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 I like the fact they opened opened a new studio in Newcastle. I didn't know that. I I was getting to that part. I thought you were done. You said cool, cool. and stuff. Cool, cool, cool. The quote is, we decided in 2017 to open a new studio in Newcastle, the the, <laughs> the UK, uh, to attract not only local talent, but also to attract the best developers within the UK. We want this team to grow to 20 to 30 developers within the next 12 to 18 months. CEO Sebastian Weinstock? explained when ci games decided to restructure its operations we immediately decided to open a new studio in i swear to you i know my reading i know my reading's (laughs) bad sometimes guys but i swear to you some of these words are not they're not even like close like i promise you i like gary backs me up when i'm wrong like this I is believe bad. that says Poland. I believe that says a place in Poland. But maybe so. Poland. To allow those great developers to keep working on together as a team. And to contribute to the game we're working on. So, new studio. Um, it's in Poland. It is? Yeah. Congratulations, you know geography. You're, no, I don't. Google does. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do with Square Enix. I love that Square are giving them work they made a decent game i just yeah bulletstorm for me wasn't a, wasn't the game i wanted so i wonder if uh i wonder if there's any any time in the next sort of like few weeks where we might be able to learn about this mystery game hmm. Hmm. fight night champion is coming to xbox one via backwards compatibility fuck yes i've been talking about fight night champion on this podcast for a long, 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 long time. Anyone who's listened to this podcast will remember that I spoke about this game. Do you, Gary, you before you was a host, do you ever remember me talking about this game? Plenty. Plenty. And now you can play it on your Xbox One. Congratulations. Seriously, this is a great boxing game. Like a fantastic boxing game with a fantastic story. If you've not played this game and you like boxing, you're doing it wrong. This was like their... their they're tipping their, their toe in the water for their, what's it called now? Like the Madden, the, the, the story. The story games. Like, Stories. imagine, shut up. I'm, I'm on a hype now, be quiet. Um, imagine a new boxing game with the same sort of love that Madden got on the story front. Can I talk now? <sighs> yes. Sounds pretty cool. I'm so happy. So happy. Hopefully, they add this to EA Access. Yeah. Dude, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. I'll calm down. Mafia 3 developer, Hangar 13, opens UK studio for AAA console game. 
2K10 to 13 has opened a fourth office in Brighton, UK. The Mafia 3 developer has taken over an indie studio operating by, operated by veteran game uh, creator Nick Barnes. Uh, 2K is now looking for looking to expand the team to establish a new AAA console studio in the region, which the firm feels has been solely lacking since the closure of split-second developer Black Rock in 2011. The new team will work alongside Hangar 13, uh, three existing offices, to create a current unannounced project console game. Quote, This is the specific choice for us. A Hangar 13 VP of development Andy Wilson tells GameIndustry.biz, it's actually based on the fact that Nick and I used to work together at BlackRock, going back longer than I am prepared to say. At GDC last last year, we year we met up and nick had formed a smallish studio with some of our former colleagues from the split second team split second not a bad game uh i added that in that's not in the quote they were interested in getting back into console development back then we needed a partner for some contracting work so we started out that way as the year's gone on things have come blah 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 so new studio um new studio opened in brighton to work with Hangar 13. The only thing that annoys me, the only thing that annoys me about this news is, I just looked it up there because I I thought, like, it was only a couple of months ago we were talking about Hangar 13, like, having massive layoffs after Mafia 3. That's very true. Maybe they rehire some of those people? You'd hope so. Otherwise it's a bit shitty. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's in a completely different place, isn't it? It's in Brighton. Um, So unless those people move from... That's game dev. That's game. Is it? Oh, was that okay? It was one of their American studios. They closed. They. Yeah. Okay, got you. I I get it. It's game. That's game dev. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. Uh, That was our last news story. Anyway, Gary. So, uh, moving on. Games with gold this month. Uh, The lineup we got is Super Mega Baseball Two from May first to May thirty first. Metal Gear Solid V: The Phantom Pain from May sixteenth to June fifteenth. Sega Vintage Collection Streets of Rage from May first to May fifteenth, and Vanquish from May 16th to May 31st. I've been told, in my slid into my DMs by the one and only Mr. Moody, an email last minute had been emailed in. So you're getting a very oh. short show this week. About 40 minutes, it, maybe less than that. Is it because I told him to go fuck off when he was talking about street, uh, State of Decay in the chat? Possibly, possibly. Uh, hello, you sexy men. I hope you're both well kicking butt and playing some games. My question is, what do you hope the Avenger game will be like third person first person arkham style combat what say you your lover mr moody great question so thank you for your man mr moody otherwise this show would have been even slower than what it was this week um, that's a good point ah i forgot that's gonna add it boom normal show it's a normal yes be quiet (laughs) we just stop talking we're fine yeah um not be quiet keep talking this is a podcast um Gary, what do you think? Third person, first person, Arkham style combat? What do you reckon what Avengers I, game? What do I want it to be? Oh, God. I don't even know what I want it to be. I know what I expect it to be. I want it to be an MMO. Mm, if you're asking me what I want it to be, I want yeah. an Avengers type MMO. After uh, Marvel Heroes Omega got shut down, um, it has left a gaping hole for that type of game in this with this mm-hmm. property. Um, especially after playing World of Warcraft for the first time and stuff, like it just all it does is make me think I want an MMO 
Marvel game again. I just, you know, when you play something and you take it for granted and then it goes away and then you're like, man, I really enjoyed that. Like, way more than I should have enjoyed it, I enjoyed that. Like, getting everyone to come in together, people that played the game. I remember it was like me, Mackie, Haley, like, got other people in. Like, it was a lot of fun. And the pure fact that it just just went. It was just it just angers me so much. So if you're asking me what would I like it to be, I'd like it to be an MMO. Um is that what's gonna happen? No, you're gonna get a third person Live services. Live service game, yeah. Open world. Um Which know, I'm, I'm okay with I'm... as well. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it'll be it'll be quality. It's being made by Crystal Dynamics, so um, I don't think I've I can't remember ever playing a game they've made that was bad, so um what I would like it to be would be a more narrative driven sort of like a, an actual like adventure in the Marvel universe or a Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Getting to run around as Iron Man and Hulk and Black Widow and whoever, whoever, whoever. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, if you're asking you me what... Go on. Do you think you'll be able to create your own character or do you think you'll be playing... No, I actually think you'll be playing... Characters. I think you'll be playing as... The, the Avengers, I think that's what it's going to be more. If, if I was to make a, if I was a better man, I'd probably bet that it's more like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, that type of thing. Um, but who knows? Honestly, who knows? I'm super interested for this game though, because um, it's the, Surely it's the, it yeah, and it, but it's the first time they're letting. This is the first time, the first game to come out of this whole new, um. Disney going in and taking away all the prop, taking their property away from people. This is the first one they've given it to someone, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right? There's another Spider-Man as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Spider-Man. But um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. Obviously, I love superheroes. I love the Avengers. Um, Marvel can do no wrong. I'd love for this game to be canon, which is not going like to happen. To make, I, I don't know whether it's been canon to like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'd like them to, if they don't do that, to make a, a Marvel superhero cinematic of like games. games. Yeah, that's a better idea. That's a much better idea. That makes way more sense as well. For then they then it's just the studios that are working on the games to work with each other more. Of yeah. Like, what story are you doing? What story am I doing? What story am I doing? And then like work around that way more. But who knows? What would you like? I'd love to hear what people like out there. Do you want a third person? Do you want a first person? Arkham style? I'm not really big on the Arkham style. I think the Batman games are fine. I enjoyed what I played. I've played them all now. Um, Maybe I did it wrong because I played them all back to back to back to back. Like I literally played all four of them back to back. Um, So maybe that's why I'm a little sourpuss on them. Where people that had to wait probably like clamoured for it. But me, I'm like, it was fine. It It was fine. But... We shall see. Uh, Fox made those shitty Fantastic Four movies. Just uh, correcting Yami in chat there. Sorry. Boom. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, Gary. What you got to plug this week? Uh, this Saturday from 11 o'clock, uh, 11 a.m. on twitch.tv slash words about games, I'm doing another indie stream. Cool. So I'm really checking out a bunch of different indie games. Um, I did one a couple of months ago. It went down really well. So I'm going to do it again. Good luck. 12-hour streams of their hard work. It's 11 so, hours this time. 11 actually. hours, sorry. Yeah, 11. so much, much super easy now. Like, my, my mistake. My mistake. Um, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. That should be fun. I'll be sure to pop in and have you up in the background for that lurk. 
of course. Thank you very much. Um, you can find me obviously on Patreon, patreon.com slash mcfixer. That is literally what keeps the lights on. Uh, we lost a few Patreon supporters uh, this last month. It's been a hard, very, very, very hard month um, for myself and especially with the move and stuff. We are officially moving. We are moving. It's happening. Um, when I spoke to the landlord today, um, will I have internet for E3? Who knows? But we'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out otherwise. I will make sure that we figure it out. So you will still be getting pre and post shows. Um, myself, Gary, Reese, uh, and Jimmy, hopefully, uh, will be having a meeting next week uh, to discuss what is going on for E3. And as soon as we know, you guys would know. Um, as far as I'm aware, we're going to be doing watch-alongs. Myself and Haley will definitely be doing Xbox, e- uh, EA and Xbox. Definitely. Um, I will be doing the rest of them. Um, not sure if I'll be on my own or whatever. What's going on? I don't know what's what's the plan just yet. Um, other than that, though, um, you've got you've got um, pre and post shows for everything. Um, but we'll talk about more than that a little bit closer to the time. Me and Gary will be doing predictions again. I'd love to start getting your E3 predictions in. If you want your thoughts on the show, uh, email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. If you want longer shows, you have to send in emails. Um, so please do that. My Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. Gary, thank you very much for your time. Always. Until next time, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Hadouken!